So how's your Bible reading going? How's that time with God in his word that you said you have a desire for? How's it going? Last episode, I gave you three strategies around shifting your mindset to help you get that routine back. And today, I've got more for you. I'm dropping my top action strategies today. These are actual actions I have taken and still take to this day to maintain the consistency and the growth in my relationship with God, especially when it comes to the Bible. So buckle up for now. But after this episode, I'm expecting you to take action to do the thing, and to experience God in the most fresh way in your own life through the Bible. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all. I pray that last week's episode was one of those things that make you go, hmm. (laughs) I shared with you three of my top strategies to help you get your Bible reading routine back. And if you haven't listened to that one yet, I obviously recommend that you do, but you're right here right now. So go ahead and stay here. I've got three more strategies for you coming right up. I'm not going to recap the last one. It is legit on its own. So you're going to have to hit up that 20 minutes of goodness for yourself. But I will say this, your relationship with God is real. And when you treat that relationship like a real relationship, the shifts are incredible. I'm going to let you in a bit more today. My time with God in his word is life-giving. He is my source daily of hope, of peace, of comfort, of inspiration even. And the number one way he pours into me is through his word. I mean, we literally refer to the Bible as the word, as God's word, as his word. Remember 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, and I'll throw in verse 17 too. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. All of it, every single word inspired by, literally breathed by God. The Bible is not just a book. The Bible is access. I don't know if I've ever thought of it this way or used that word, but as I'm sitting here right now, yes, the Bible is access. It's access to the Lord. It's written so that we can see him, know him, and be inspired and hopeful in our own lives right now. As I'm thinking about this right now, I'm like, should I say this? Is there a better one? Is this right? (laughs) But do you know what I think is one of the most powerful and most important scriptures in the Bible? Is John 3.16 coming to your mind? You know what's coming to my mind right now? It's this, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. It says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And don't forget about Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Is that one you know? It says this, I am the Lord and I do not change. See, here's why right now I'm over here thinking those are the most important verses in the Bible for me. Because they set the stage and let me know that God is who God is. Who he is, is who he was, is who he is. (laughs) He's the same. So whatever I read about him, he's still that. If he did it before, 
He can do it again. Man, I'm over here talking about consistency all the time. Look, God, he is the definition of consistent. Okay, let me drop these three more strategies for you to get your Bible reading routine back. Last week's three strategies were based around thinking, around your mindset. Today, I've got some practical cues, some action to take right away. And spoiler alert, next week, I'm hitting you with three more strategies. And next week is actually all about my top three strategies for when you're in it, like reading the words, understanding, Praying, remembering. So today, here we go with some actions to take. Number one, choose the best translation for you. I'm so serious about this right here. And this is actually one of the first questions I dig into with those I serve. Oh my goodness, just last week I was having a call with a woman and I asked her, which translation of the Bible do you read? And she said, New King James. And y'all, I couldn't stop myself. I chalk it up to my years as a personal trainer, but before I could even think of how to respond, my face said it all and I spoke and all I said was, why? (laughs) Oops, I like quickly backpedaled. But this is how I used to always respond when training clients would ask me about a new fad diet or a new workout plan. I would always ask why? Like, and kind of with an attitude, like, why do you think this is the best? Why do you think this will work for you? Why do you think this will make the difference in the action you're already not taking? Oops, but for real. So when this woman was explaining to me she was struggling in her time reading her Bible, struggling to remember what she read, struggling to understand and hold on to it, that had to be my first question. In like the most polite way possible, I want you to ask yourself that same question. Why do you read the translation of the Bible that you're currently reading? Maybe you actually do need to put a little attitude into the question. What's the real answer? Is it just the same translation everyone in your family has always read? Is it just the only Bible you have, so that's the one you try to read? Is it the one your pastor uses at church? Did you see an ad on Instagram and you thought, ooh, this one looks super cool, so I just have to buy it? Were you trying to dig so deep so you got the like 18 pound giant one with all the study notes with the best of intentions, but man, it's so overwhelming? What is your answer to that question? I'll share this with you. I met a woman a couple years ago who was going through this struggle. When we started working together, she had only ever read the King James Bible. Why? Because her parents and grandparents were adamant that that was the only option, the most accurate option, the best, and anything else was not considered the Bible. And you know what? She was not alone in these thoughts. I took her through an entire process and teaching about translations, about choosing the right one for you. And here are her words about a month later. She said, so I am loving my new translation. I didn't realize the Bible was so interesting. Even as tired as I am, I overread my goal because I don't want to stop reading. And still... She was afraid to tell her family she had begun reading a different translation of the Bible. She actually didn't tell her parents. She started with her grandmother. Super bold, right? And you know what her grandma said to her? No, she didn't totally agree with her switch, actually. But she had recognized the changes in her life. She recognized the peace, the joy, the changes in her personality. She knew her granddaughter was growing and closer to God than ever before, and it was impacting her life in the most incredible way. So she finally let go of that King James is the only way mentality, at least for her granddaughter. I'm telling you, changing this up can make a world of difference. Oh, and let me just say this. The translation that woman chose after working with me for months was not the same translation I choose to read daily. And I loved that. See, of course, I'll give you suggestions and share how I walk out God's word in my life. But my desire is not to make you be just like me. My desire is for you to grow in your relationship with God and walk out his truth in your life as the person he created you to be. 
Another quick testimonial, the woman I spoke with just last week is actually in Bible school right now and still having that struggle. And I get that. My encouragement to her was to change up her Bible school Bible with a time with God Bible. The Bible I used in Bible school was treated like a textbook almost for me. And that's just the real truth of that season in my life. It's like so tatted up with dates and Greek words and Hebrew definitions and all the things. Some pages you can barely even see the actual text anymore. When I finally committed to this daily Bible reading for my relationship with God in 2017, that was not the Bible I chose. I actually chose the New Living Translation of the Bible, and that's the translation I still read every day. This woman sent me a message the next day that was so inspiring. She went and found a Bible she had upstairs, a new international version of the Bible, and when I asked her how reading through Genesis chapter 28 again went, she said, Both times that I have sat down and read my Bible after we talked, I ended up reading multiple chapters, multiple books. Like, it feels like I'm just flying through pages, reading story after story, being like, wow, oh my gosh, they did that? What? And I just checked in with her this morning, and she said, I'm on chapter 48 in Genesis! Exclamation. I have opened up my Bible every night and just rested in it and enjoyed every chapter. How could I not be pumped for her in this? Seriously, this woman reached out to me on Instagram, asked if I had some content that could help her. Uh, One 30-minute call together later and look at her grow. I just love this. So although you may think it doesn't matter, simply choosing a different translation of the Bible than the one you're currently reading might make all the difference. Oh, and if you want to like nerd out with me, all about translations and choosing the right one for you, shoot me a message on Instagram. Find me at Kayla Praise, K-A-E-L-A-P-R-A-Y-S, or just email me, info at KaylaPraise.com, and I got you. (laughs) Okay, I got to keep it moving, but seriously, choose the right translation for you. The second strategy I want to share with you today is this. Set yourself up. The setup is such a simple strategy that we often just don't do because, well, I don't know why. Either we just don't think about it or we think it won't work because nothing else will, but the setup can be crucial. Okay, check it out. When you want to build a habit, putting in the effort beforehand to set yourself up is a game changer. That 6 a.m. session you've paid for and committed to at the gym, you know what helps you create the habit and keep it going? A great plan is to set out your workout clothes and shoes the night before, right? Those nutrition goals, what does the setup look like? Meal prepping? Seriously, what a phenomenon meal prepping has become. And you know this. So, what does your Bible reading prepping look like? What sets up your time with God? I told y'all before, back in 2017, when I made this commitment, I was living in California with my three-year-old niece and newborn nephew. I actually traded my morning gym time before anyone wakes up to morning time with God, that morning Bible time. Was it easy? No. But like I said, I focused on the strategies I had always used to create consistency and discipline to build up habits. Every night before I went to bed, I set out my Bible so it was an easy grab in the morning. Every night before I went to bed, I made sure the other half of the bed wasn't full of laundry or just stuff because I knew in the morning, in my bedroom alone, making little to no noise to wake anyone up, that was where I was spending this time. And the quiet to not wake them up was more about me than it was about them. If they woke up, that alone time with God was not happening in that moment. If they woke up, it was straight up anti-K time. So I was quiet. I set myself up ahead of time. To this very day, 
Every night, I fill a venti of water, my reusable cup, and take it to bed with me. Rarely, like very rarely, do I wake up in the night to drink it. It's there so that in the morning, I don't even need to go to the kitchen. I don't need to take time to venture out of my routine. My Bible is on my desk, cleared off desk, with journal and pen, and that venti of water before I go to sleep. That's my setup. Y'all know I played most sports. I played volleyball in high school until I moved to Arizona for my junior and senior years. At that point, my focus was just basketball. But I have so much respect for volleyball players and have friends who played high levels like shout out to my bestie in California, former captain of the UCLA women's volleyball team. Well, do you know what my favorite sports highlights to hit on Instagram are? Volleyball. Um, You're welcome for your social media feed now hearing this and sending you lots of them too. Seriously though, volleyball highlights are so legit. The precision, the like flying and diving, the vertical of some of these athletes like for real. But the setup, I won't take this analogy too far. You can get creative on your own. But no matter where the opponent tries to place the ball to get the players and team out of position, a player... A great player, a consistent player, can set up the hitter. The setup is key. So here's what I want to ask you right now. In what areas of your life can you see right now that you have a setup routine? Really think about it. Maybe even pause me and think about it. Is it making the kids lunches the night before school? Is it making sure the dishes are done and the kitchen is clean before you go to bed to set up the next day afresh? Is it those fancy laundry hampers that help you separate darks and lights when you toss the dirties in rather than having to dump and separate at wash time? Now think of how impactful that setup is. Think about how much time it saves you and not just that, but how much mental time and space it saves you, you know? Now, what's your setup for building up that consistency in your time with God, in His Word? Are you a morning person like me, so that night before setup is key? Are you an evening reader? A woman I helped a while ago was a bedtime reader, and so when she made her bed every morning, she would then set her Bible on her pillow so it was right there for the evening time with God. Is it actually putting your Bible into your own lunch bag or work bag in the morning so that it's there when you reach to grab your lunch on your break? Look, the setup may look different to everyone, but I promise you there is an option for you. Do you set your coffee mug, obviously, purposely, perfectly chosen one, (laughs) out the night before with your Keurig pod and everything you need for the morning? What about setting your Bible right there with that cup at night? See, your setup may look or sound ridiculous to someone else, but that doesn't matter. It's your setup. Okay, on to number three. Choose your time. Again, I'm not here to turn you into a clone of me. I'm not here to tell you that you have to follow the same eating plan I follow and the same workout plan I follow, and you'll have the exact positive results. Our bodies are different. Oh, sorry, that one just came up and out from my past training days and seeing everyone's programs they're dropping, guaranteeing all the things. You are you. And God knows that. He knows you. Here's the thing. You don't have to read your Bible first thing in the morning. What? Yeah. You don't have to sit and spend time with God in his word in the morning. It's okay. That's not on some Christian checklist of how to walk out his truth in the world. So if that's been ingrained in you, please release it right now. 
Now, giving God your first, spending time with him to start your day is life-changing. And that part I truly believe is foundational in your relationship with Christ. Do you say good morning to God? Do you have a conversation with him, maybe even before your feet hit the floor? Do you worship him as you're getting ready? See, there are so many ways to spend time with him in the morning that do not include time in his word. I really, really want you to catch this. You know yourself. If you're not a morning person, like never have been, you're just not. Please, please, please do not start setting an alarm to wake up an hour earlier than you already do, which is still a struggle, and expect yourself to spend joyful time with the Lord, like reading the Bible. That's a straight-up slippery slope and primed opportunity for the enemy to hit you and discourage you. If your own family knows to give you some space in the morning, seriously, that's not the time to choose to spend time with God in his word. Can he change you? Absolutely he can. And also you need to recognize and take some responsibility to choose appropriately for you and your lifestyle what will most likely work best. For some, it may be after the kids have gone to bed. That may be the best and most quiet time for you and you may be super alert then. Now, the key with this is that once you choose a time, that is the time. That's how you build a habit. If it's as soon as you wake up in the morning, it's as soon as you wake up every morning. If it's before bed, it's before bed every night. Will there be exceptions? Of course there will be, but that should be few and far between. That is how you build consistency. And choosing a time doesn't mean you will do this at the same time for the rest of your life, but in order to build up that routine, in order to create the consistency and discipline you've been desiring, same time every day is how you will do it until it's built. Um, I have a fourth strategy. (laughs) I know the title of this episode says three more, but here's another quick little one I want to share with you, and that is this. Number four, take progress pics. You may think I'm over here back to training and teaching people how to create their healthy lifestyle and hit their fitness goals. Um, Yeah, same, same, but different. Your relationship with God is the foundation of anything, including your healthy lifestyle. Let me just say that for anyone who needs to hear it. That is the only way I ever trained people for more than a decade. Hear me out on this. Do you know what keeps you going when you're starting and wanting to be consistent in something? What keeps you going is seeing progress. It's feeling better. It's others recognizing your change. It's that you know it's working. Those clothes fit differently. You can now actually see your collarbones. (laughs) That is what keeps you motivated to keep going on the consistency that you've been struggling to fight for. So when I say take progress pics, I'm asking you to take a snapshot after a week of consistently spending time with God in his word and see how your week went. Were you more patient with someone you would have flown off the handle with earlier? Did you see God come through and provide for you in a way that you hadn't experienced before and that you had been stressed about? Did someone else recognize in you that you've changed a bit this week? Did you actually read more than you had planned, more than you set as your goal? Did you actually enjoy and understand the Bible? After a week, what can you recognize? Here's the thing about progress picks too. Don't be over there taking them every single day. Days can fluctuate. Roller coasters go up and down, not to mention scales, if you know what I'm saying. But if you try to check in every single day, you may not be able to see progress. Or you may see progress one day and feel like a complete failure the next. Progress picks are weekly. They're monthly. And hey, if at the end of the week, you can say that you spent time with God in his word four out of the seven days and the week before it was once, look at that progress and celebrate that progress. 
It is so important to recognize your growth. It's so important to know that what you've been working at is worth it. And believe me, spending time with God in his word, how it will change your life and your days, it is worth it. I'm going to leave you with this simple truth. Spending time with God in his word should never be a 30-day challenge. This is a lifestyle. So if how you're doing it isn't something you can or want to continue past 30 days, that's not it. Remember, this is a true relationship, and a true relationship operates 24-7. Not just Monday to Friday, not just for 30 days, but for a lifetime. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.